Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We started talking about this issue last weekend, and I asked you whether a person who isn't really responsible, doesn't take care of their own health appropriately, or what is deemed to be appropriately, whether such a person should be lower on the health care delivery system, the list of health care. It's been going on for a long time. In the UK, there are policies where if you don't take care of your health, you will not receive primary, immediate health care. And I spoke with a surgeon, a British heart surgeon, on, uh, on air about 15 years ago. And he had a policy, which was that if you were smoking and you required open-heart surgery, you had to stop for 90 days. And if you didn't, you wouldn't get surgery. Well, one of his patients died with just a few days to go in that 90-day period. And uh, I asked the surgeon how he felt about it whether he felt guilty, and he said, absolutely not. There's an, art, an op-ed in the Washington Post, it was the 23rd of August, written by our guest, and the, uh, the title of the op-ed is, When Medical Care Must Be Rationed, Should Vaccinations Status Count? Let me just read a couple of lines, and then we'll talk to our guest. The beginning of the op-ed, two patients need urgent care. The first was vaccinated against the coronavirus at the earliest opportunity and has complied with advisories on masks and social distancing. The second has been skeptical about COVID-19 from the start, has declined offers to be vaccinated, and even now rejects masks as a violation of personal liberty. Unfortunately, there is room for only one at the hospital. Should vaccination status be considered in deciding who receives care? The question is hypothetical, writes our guest, but it may not be for much longer. Joining us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network is Professor Daniel Wickler, Mary B. Saltonstall, Professor of Ethics and Population Health at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. He was also the World Health Organization's first staff ethicist. Professor Wickler, thank you for taking time. My pleasure. Um, Where do we begin with this? Uh, Let me start with this. The question is hypothetical, you write, but it may not be for much longer. Yeah. yeah it's, not, it's no longer hypothetical. It's no longer hypothetical. Uh, so it's already no. part of triaging? Well, the, the question is, should be part of triaging, but you know, people who are showing up uh, in the hospitals in these places that now have instituted crisis standards of care, and they're definitely having to turn people away. So they have to decide whether the uh, if one patient has refused to be vaccinated, whether that should uh, lower them in the priority list. So they're having to face this already. So as a medical ethicist, how do you view this entire issue? Well, you know, uh, my approach is to um, look at this particular question and ask um, for each answer, yes or no, uh, we should hold this against them or we shouldn't. What is, is there a general principle that we're operating on? And is that principle one that we would defend, you know, across the board? Um, in this case, basically, um, I think there are two 
possibilities about what the general principle is. I just heard, uh, overheard you speaking about your British surgeon who uh, who required patients um, to stop smoking for 90 days before they uh, got heart surgery. I assume that the reason he did that is that um, if he's going to do the heart surgery and they continue to smoke, they're putting the, the uh, success of his operation at risk, uh, them putting himself That's exactly what he said, yes. Yeah, so it, it, he didn't, it's not that he wants to punish them. It's that he wants to help them, but he can't help them if they continue to smoke. Right, so that's, that's uh, looking toward the future. That, and this I think is, this is not problem. unusual, is it? For this, this sort not of policy isn't unusual at all. Not at all. You, if, uh, let's suppose an alcoholic has pickled their liver, they need a liver transplant, uh, they get on the waiting list, and now they get the call. Well, of course, the transplant surgeons have many people who desperately need that same liver. They don't come along that often. And if you have a patient who's going to continue to drink, you have to ask the question, uh, are they going to ruin this next one? Because maybe you have somebody else who has really given it up or somebody who never never drank in the first place, and they, they might actually live to a happy old age if they got that liver. So that's perfectly legitimate to ask. But, but in, in my view, what is not legitimate is to say, um, you are a bad boy, and so we're going to punish you. Not, we're not, we're, even if you gave up, even if we were completely convinced that you give up the drinking or whatever, um, that, we're, we're here to serve as your execution, and we're going to uh, try you and find you guilty, and in this case, it's a death sentence. I don't think that's a, a position that uh, doctors should be in, and most doctors, fortunately, don't want to be in it. So I think in this case, too, uh, if someone shows up at the ICU and they're gasping for breath, and uh, they didn't. They, they didn't accept a vaccine when it was offered to them on a silver platter. It was free. Well, of course, we can get angry with them. We ought to get angry with them. They were. They were. You know, they, they weren't. They were irresponsible in a way. We call them. Maybe they have some excuse if they got. If they couldn't get good information. But um, you know, they were at fault. Okay. Now the question is: Should the should the penalty for doing that be? Uh, the refusal to uh, put them, accept them into the intensive care unit, uh, or to give them the same chance to do that along with other patients? No, I don't think so. Um, just as in other areas of medicine, we don't withhold care or, or reduce someone's chances for care simply because they've been, they've, they have erred. What we do it, we'll, we'll withhold that they, they uh, can't benefit because of their habits, but it, what they've done in the past seems to me ought to be the immaterial. Look, um, suppose you go skiing. Yeah. And you, um, you know, you're a daredevil. Now, I, I happen to know somebody who's, who's the head of one of the most renowned health institutes in the world. And he, he loves skiing at Whistler. And, um, he, and his, he led his family down the backside where there were all these big signs saying, you know, do not ski here. Well, one of them, one of them almost died. Was was uh, you know close to being paraplegic. Fortunately, she survived. Uh, should the surgeons have said when 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 she came in for care, you know, barely in one piece? Should they have said, "Did you go down the back way? You didn't you see the signs?" Well, you know, we have a lot of other people here who've been taking cells, and we're going to make sure that they're okay before we're going to look at you. Of course not. You know, the the health system is there for people who are really in trouble. Uh, they go to the doctors to get fixed, and uh, uh, the doctors are not not used to sitting in the in the position of yeah. judges. Do, do, and, Professor and, Wickler, if I go back to the beginning of our conversation, 
you said it's going on now, right? The triaging, yeah. it's going on. You, you, in, your, in your Washington Post op-ed, you write, a Dallas newspaper reported the Texas Critical Care Guideline Task Force had circulated a memo stating doctors could take vaccination status into account if triage became necessary and assigning yeah. hospital beds. They backed off on that later on in the day, but clearly they were telling doctors, you can take that into consideration. If they're not vaccinated, decide whether you're going to treat them as well as you or as quickly as you treat the vaccinated person. Yeah, now they didn't say why. So the, and it, it's possible that what they meant was that some patients are unvaccinated and that puts their the success of their treatment and, uh, in doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be. Um, but uh, uh, if that's not what it is, then uh, I, I think they, they made a misstep and it's a good thing that they took it back. Let me ask you this. Uh, health networks are informing their staff, and uh, it's, it's happening in Canada, including doctors and nurses, that they must be vaccinated by a certain date. Yeah. If they don't comply, they're going to lose their employment. Is there an yeah. argument to be made that such a dictate, in fact, should be made, uh, should make a person aware vaccine noncompliance may and will result in consequences, or is that unfair? I don't think it's unfair at all. <laughs> no. Look, uh, uh, people come to the hospital to get well, not to be uh, put at risk because of the uh, the behavior of, of the staff and refusing to to get vaccinated. That's a pretty element. You know, we suppose that uh, you had a surgeon who uh, banged on the table and said, "Look, uh, if I show up drunk for surgery, that's my personal matter. I don't want this uh, my organization to mm-hmm. start telling me what to do in my spare time." But you know, we wouldn't listen to that person for a second. And getting vaccinated when you've got a pandemic like this is is uh, elementary now. Some, some physicians may have convinced themselves that it's neither safe nor effective, but look, you know, they're just wrong on this. Um, um, if they if they read the best journals, the journals that they ordinarily claim to respect, they would see that really it's not a, a, a debate that has two sides. So they ought to be reading the journals, and if once they once they read them, they should they should comply with what they recommend. I'm Sean. Since this uh, skydiver's recurrent topic, skydivers don't get life insurance. Thanks. Great show. Roy at Roy Green Show is the email address. Let me just, uh, before I get back to Professor Wickler, I just want to take 60 seconds or a little less than 60 seconds to just read a few lines from 2017. This is a CNN story. One local health committee in the UK has announced a controversial policy to, quote, support patients whose health is at risk from smoking or being very overweight, end quote. For an indefinite amount of time, it plans to ban access to routine or non-urgent surgery under the National Service Health Service until patients improve their health, quote-unquote. The policy states claiming that, again, quoting, exceptional clinical circumstances will be taken into account on a case-by-case basis, end quote. The decision comes from the Clinical Commissioning Group for the County of Hertfordshire, which has a population of more than a million people. The time frame for improving health is set at nine months for the obese in particular. Um, Also, what else do they have here? The target for smokers is eight weeks or more without a cigarette with a breath test to prove it. Professor Wickler, what do you say to that? Is that, again, a situation where they're they're taking the health of the patient into positive account? Uh, You know, that's a tough one. What they're trying to do is to get these people to take the the biggest step that they they need to take to become healthy people. It's uh, I, I don't hear in that that they're saying that because these people have sinned they deserve punishment. They're, they're saying they're saying that uh, we need something that's really going to motivate them. 
Okay, what about the dog? Uh, my, my, my guess is that with the smokers, it might actually work. With the obese, uh, it's uh, very unlikely to work. You but wrote about, I, in, in your op-ed in the, the Washington Post, you wrote about an Alabama doctor who announced that as the 1st of October, he will no longer see unvaccinated patients. Yes. And, uh, and now this doctor said, look, um, um, uh, I, I, if, you de- if you decide you don't want to be vaccinated, um, I will be happy to uh, work with you to send your medical records to another doctor who you've, you've found to take mm-hmm. care of you. So it's not that they're going to be denied care. It's just that they're going to be denied care from this doctor. I thought that was a very good thing to do um, because for the reason that a lot of the people who are vaccine skeptics still say that they trust their individual personal doctor. And so here this doctor is saying, look, um, I am your doctor, and there's no two ways about around this. Um, uh, this is a good thing for you to do. It's essential for you to do. And I'm, I'm so sincere about it, I'm willing to lose you as a patient. Okay. And I hope that that message uh, sings, you know, comes uh, past their defenses and they take it to heart. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.